Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, what is going on today? We get to talk about a very, very sexy subject, and that is finance. I know most people don't think it's so sexy, but we have a gentleman here that makes it so. So uh, Mr. Terrell Turner, he is a host on the Finance Accounting Show. He is all about making it fun, having a good time, and he's got lots of good little courses uh, that actually will help teach you everything you need uh, for taxes, for finances, for whether you're a restaurant owner or any of the above. Terrell, man, I am super stoked to have you here. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, man. My, my pleasure to be here. Yeah, we're so excited. I know we talked a little bit and got to know you before, but for the people that don't know you except for you're the sexy finance guy, why don't you <laughs> explain a little bit more about you? Yeah, so I mean, as they said, you know, um, in their words, I'm the sexy finance guy. Um, you know, like I said, my background is accounting and finance. Um, you know, I always tell people, you know, I, I have a master's degree in accounting, so that tells you I am a little nerdy. Um, because you got to be a little nerdy to go that deep into it. But um, spent most of my time working with different companies, uh, you know, Fortune 500 companies and some uh, startups as well as helping them kind of navigate that side. And where I'd say finance and accounting got a little sexier is when I started spending more time with like the marketing team, the operations team. It's just like, all right, knowing the numbers is great, but how do we actually understand this stuff to make actual decisions? And so that's where I really started deviating from like your typical accountant who's just working in the background, you know, come see me once a year. Other than that, leave me alone. I'm kind of like, hey, day to day, let's figure this out. Like, what are you trying to do? All right, here's what that might look like. And then that way we can kind of the game, you know, whatever the situation is, let's work through it together. And so that's been kind of my perspective. And I started my own firm. I do that for small business owners and really helping them figure out that part of it because nobody likes being surprised with a bad financial result at the end of the year. Or So I like to help them figure that out on a month to month basis. I guess I should unmute and uh, get going here. So, all right, Terrell, I definitely, I, I love that you come from it at from a different angle, right? Like, you know, 
you could be wearing a suit right now. You could be in a stuffy <laughs> office right now. You could be really uh, on a different plane uh, that wouldn't be someone that we would want to, to, you know, to be blunt, to have a conversation with all the time. Right. <laughs> right. But, but the moment we had a conversation, I was like, Oh man, we need to know Terrell a little bit better. Uh, so again, I, I love the way you're coming from. And, and then the other piece of it, Ron and I, we talk a lot about visibility and you're, you're a step ahead of the game. You're, you're on a, on a different path than your peers running your own podcast show and getting on other podcasts and being interviewed, right? Like it's a different game. And, and so tell us like what, what led you there to, to do it differently on that level? Already you're doing it differently for your people, but on the level for yourself and getting out there. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it was, you know, when you listen to the stereotypical accountant described, you know, I would always say to myself, I don't want to be that. So part of one of the things that I realized, I'm like, if I don't want to live up to that image, like how can I go do something that is different and it will force me to be different? Because, you know, a lot of people may talk about, you know, the stereotype accountant, but there's a lot of that. There's a lot of truth to that. And I think just the nature of what you do kind of pulls you into that. So I was like, I have to do something that allows me to keep that creative edge because the people that I'm working with, they need that from me. And if I'm not creative, I can't relate to them. So I was like, you know, podcasting was a great way to do it. Now, at the time, I didn't know a whole lot about marketing. What I didn't realize is podcasting was also going to make me a much better communicator and it was going to help me clarify my marketing message a lot better. So once I started realizing that, I'm like, you know, I'm all in for this. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it more. So I have a question since we have a podcast. When 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 do we become better communicators? I think my <laughs> wife would like to know that. Like, <laughs> how, how many episodes in can I say I'm a better communicator? <laughs> 247. Is it 247? Okay. All right. So I can tell her we're not quite there yet, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, and, and I wrote this down um, because I nerd out on graphics. I mean, we were, Corey and I were just on a call. Someone gave me a new graphic program, like that ruined me for the rest of the day because I wanted to play in it, right? She's so, already bought it and it was five minutes ago. So, yeah, yeah, I already bought it, right? But I love what you said and I wrote it down is, and I kind of paraphrased, but find your nerd and then figure out how to do it different. Right. Yeah. So you nerded out on accounting. I nerded out on graphics, but you got to figure out how to do it differently. If it doesn't like resonate with you a hundred percent. And one, I couldn't see you sitting in a stuffy office in a suit. Like <laughs> that just doesn't, doesn't seem like it would fit. Right. <laughs> just because it doesn't work. But I love that. So this, this is, interesting did you get a lot of pushback from like the the normal people saying hey that that doesn't work that way or did anyone give you any advice saying hey don't don't do it that way or was everyone like hey that's a cool idea let's see how it goes i will say i did get some people that would um i guess they were trying to politely let me know that they thought what i was doing was bad <laughs> the way that it, it kind of played out is like even when I, when I started, you know, using uh, LinkedIn a lot, one of the things that they would say stuff like, 
hey, if you're using LinkedIn that much, it looks like you're constantly looking for a job or it looks like, you know, you're just trying all this new stuff. And I'm like, OK, I hear that's what you say. Um, but that's a nice way of you telling me that, hey, you think what I'm doing is a bad idea and I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I don't want to live, you know, I don't want to live up to that image because I think for a lot of accountants, one of the big challenges is that they're not so much focused on, hey, how do I become more valuable to the people I help? Like, even if they're in a corporate space, they're not focused on how do I become more valuable to the CEO or to the sales manager or the sales VP or the marketing VP. They're focused on how do I look better to other accountants? And when I was starting my business, what I realized is like other accountants aren't the people who are paying me. So I really don't care what they think. What I need to do is care about who are my potential customers, like who are going to be with the people that actually pay me and how do they feel about me? And when I started getting feedback from them, they were just like, man, I wish that I could do a podcast like you. I wish that I could get out there and do this. Then I knew I'm like, yeah, I'm on the right track. So every now and then I still get some accountants that are like, well, I wouldn't quite do it like that. I'm like, you're not doing it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so true. All right. So you're, you've got your podcast going. You... Uh, you know, you, you still have your firm, right? Like, tell us what's, what's been the, the, obviously you, you got, became a better communicator through the podcast, but what's, ha, ha, has your business increased tenfold or uh, do you have, you know, any kind of results that you can say, like, because of the new way, the different way of marketing that, that my business has increased or that uh, my, at least my, my list of people has increased, right? Like because of your visibility, like what's, what's kind of some, some numbers behind uh, some of the stuff that you're doing? Yeah. So I, I would say it's definitely brought some very tangible results. Um, I think on the, the first thing is being invited to, to, you know, to speak at different events. And so like in, in the world of accounting, the AICPA, like the, the American um, Institute of Certified Public Accountants is like one of the biggest. So by doing the show, they asked me to come and actually speak at one of their conferences. Um, and I'm located in North Carolina, but I also got asked by the Michigan CPA Society. They saw some of the stuff I was doing. They asked me to speak at one of their events that's coming up, you know, in March. And so it's definitely open doors for, you know, to, to really build a bigger brand, even in the accounting space. Um, and then on the actual, like say the, the finance, I guess say my business side, I would say in the last three months, it has brought on uh, what four new clients on the la in the last three months. And most of my clients are like recurring anywhere from like a thousand to twenty five hundred a month in recurring fees. So, I mean, it's brought on four new clients. Plus, I think I have like, like uh, earlier this week, I was looking, I had what three other proposals for new clients that have reached out to me. And a lot of it's because, hey, I saw a video you did where you talked about, you know, gross margin for restaurants. And so they were like, I saw that video. I, was, I had to reach out to you because I need a good finance person for my business. <sighs> I love that. Well, I just love that you're doing something different. Like, and it's probably attracting your ideal people to you because 
if you're stuffy in an office, you're probably going to get stuffy office type people coming to you. <laughs> and if you're not stuffy office people like myself, you get people in Batman shirts and other things that are coming to you. So uh, that, that I love, I think it's phenomenal that you've like put yourself out there. Right. And it's working because you're providing value. You're not really expecting a ton of return from it, but you understand by putting out the value, you will get a return, but you're not doing it to get the return. Right. And I, I, I love that. And I, I believe when you do that more and more and more, you start getting more and more of that back. So as you're out there doing your videos, what's your favorite thing to do on a weekly basis? Is it the podcast? Is it the videos? Is it just office work? Like, is it crunching numbers? What, what's like now your new favorite thing to do? <laughs> I would say um, probably my new favorite thing to do, I think it's more on the meeting new people. Like as people reach out to me, whether they saw the, the show, whether they want to become client or just they just like the show or even now some people are like, oh, man, I, I want to know what type of mic are you using or what type of camera? And it's like before nobody was asking an accountant that question. <laughs> As an accountant, I prefer whatever this is. <laughs> so for me, I think it's just it's that that ability to just have conversations outside of my technical field because you know before I mean, like I said, I I have a master's degree in accounting, which means I can talk the technical side, but after a while, you know, you get so deep in the technical, you become unrelatable to other people. So being able to have those non-technical conversations keeps me relatable to the audience that are watching the show, as well as potential clients that are coming on. Because, I mean, I, I think you said it very well, like, I mean, the, the stuffy office in the suit person, that's usually not the person that's starting a business. That's the person they bring in to actually run the business that's already been started. And for me, it's like my target is more of working with the people who are starting the business and they're in the industry actually building the business. Um, and so for me, it's like I love being able to constantly talk and interact with more people because it helps me evolve my product, evolve you know my perspective, and it helps me improve the show. Love it. Okay. I'm going to ask a serious, serious question for what we're, we're talking about here. Uh, it is about tax time, right? Um, I was going to say that. You took my question. <laughs> so, <laughs> give us some real life. Obviously, we can't do too much to help our 2020 taxes, but what's, what's like number one tip, average business owner, you suggest go do today to be ready for next the next tax time? Like, What's, what's the number one? I mean, I think I would start off with first one is whatever your tax results were for 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 2020. Like, let's say if you already got your taxes done is actually have a conversation with the person who prepared it said, hey, what might my taxes look like next year? Here's what I plan to do in sales and actually start to plan ahead because a lot of businesses end up getting into trouble. Like they end up getting penalties and extra fees because they didn't pay the right estimated taxes. And a lot of that just comes down to is because either their accountant, their tax preparer, whoever they work with didn't help them understand if you grow your business, your revenue by X, that means you need to also grow your estimated payments. If you don't, you're going to actually have penalties 
come this time next year. So I always say, you know, start planning for the future. That that's that's definitely number one. Um, number two, I think a lot of businesses miss out on a lot of legitimate deductions because they're just not keeping track of what's going on in their business. And, and I get it because that's not the sexy part of doing the bookkeeping piece of the business. So I always tell people like, you know, if you realize that, hey, you're not really doing the best on the bookkeeping side, it's probably time for you to hire someone to remotely support that piece of it because that's going to help you tremendously when it comes down to getting ready to get your taxes done and stuff like that. Uh, the amount of scaredness that just came over me. Like, <laughs> like, uh -oh. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> okay. And I, I, one, one other thing that I, I would tell people is, I mean, when it comes down to taxes, I, I would say is if you're working with someone and they only see you once a year, there's only so much help that they can give you. So I always tell people is, you know, talk to that person about maybe setting up a semi-annual or at least a or some type of quarterly meeting with them to touch base with them to see, hey, here's where my business is. What do I need? Like what credits are coming for the year that I need to be prepared for? Because like you said, if you wait until tax time, there's really nothing that really can be done. I mean, if you're waiting until you get your taxes done, all of the real planning happens before the year ends. So you want to set up that meeting like, hey, tell your CPA, you and I are going to talk six months from now. And I expect you to have some good answers for me when we talk. Right, right. Because because again, and I think a lot of people look at the the accountant piece as someone that tells you um, kind of what to do once a year, right? I, mm -hmm. I know I was that person for a long time, <laughs> but I, there's a lot of value that you can learn along the way and you can get better at being proactive for a lot of different things throughout the year. If you meet with that person more often, how often, I know you said, you know, every six months, is that like the minimum people should meet with their accountant or is it quarterly? What's the best cadence or does it really depend? Um, my preference on, on the best cadence when it comes down to the tax side, I would say is, meeting at least once a quarter um especially if you're if you're in hyper growth state like your your business is growing you're bringing on new clients like you want you probably want to meet at least once a quarter now if your business is pretty steady which is very rare these days but i'm like <laughs> if your business is pretty steady you know maybe you know once every six months um but i tell people like because one of the things that i do in my business where I am a CPA. I understand the taxes, but I focus more kind of the operational finance. And I tend to meet with my clients like once a month where we're really digging into the numbers. Like, what do we need to tweak based off of what just happened in February? What do we need to tweak in March to make sure March is better than February? And then we meet on a regular basis and talking through it until they get comfortable enough to where they can automatically think through some of those things that we're catching on a monthly basis. Yes. Um, all, all of that, Ron and I, we, we need a private consultation. No, but all right, Terrell, thanks. You, you mean dropping, dropping gold nuggets. And so for anybody out there that is listening, I know it's usually entrepreneurs. Maybe you're watching right now. Thanks for watching. Uh, but yeah, take notes and make sure your things are aligned. Uh, luckily Ron and I at least keep good books. 
with what's going on. But everything else, we have some work to do. Uh, so switch, switching gears a little bit, you know, uh, our show being about hindsight, uh, I get to ask everyone a little bit of a question because our main goal is to help our listeners have clearer foresight based on your hindsight, Terrell. So if you had the ability to go back in time, give a younger Terrell some advice, uh, when would you go? What advice would you give? And, and this, this could be from last week. It could be from 10 years ago. But uh, what's the advice that, that you want to share with, with the audience today? I would say from a from from a business standpoint, I would say I would probably go back to last. I would say about a year ago, um, a little more than a year ago when I started my firm. And I would definitely tell myself, you need to sit down with someone who understands marketing because you have no idea how to really pick a niche and develop a message around that niche Um, because that's one of those things that after you know going through the the process of, of really like i said really really working hard on the podcast and doing over 200 interviews in a matter of seven months to where a lot of that i didn't really have my real good focus so it's like i wasn't able to capitalize on the attention that i had gotten as much as i could have had i actually sat down with someone who knew marketing and say okay all right help me understand how to really be clear about my niche, because as I started to get better with that and started having more conversations with people who knew marketing and really focus on my niche, that's where I saw things start growing faster and it was less stressful to see things grow. So I would definitely say, you know, being very, you know, have a conversation with someone who can help you understand how to be specific enough so that you can actually grow because I, and, and I think you can apply that to any aspect of life. It's, you know, finding that thing that's your thing. I mean, like being comfortable, at, you know, as Ron said, I mean, being comfortable, being comfortable with what you can nerd out on and just do that differently. And that was something that I didn't really do when I started becoming a business owner. It's like I understood it as an accountant, but I didn't understand it as an entrepreneur. So I would definitely go back and give myself that advice. I love it. And I know there's people out there that are like feeling that exact thing you just said. They're they're in this niche, not sure which way to go. And I love that. Just nerd out. Nerd out on what you're good at and go nerd at that and then surround yourself with people that can help you. So what what are you currently working on like we know you have this agency how how do you help entrepreneurs the best or what's what's your next steps for people if they're resonating with you right now yeah definitely i always say you know just setting up a a a consult um free consult to really understand okay all right you know what is it that you're trying to do because i know in general everybody's like I want to make more money. And it's like, okay, all right, let's get a little bit more specific to understand, you know, what are you really trying to do? Like, what are you willing to do to achieve that goal? Because there's, there are a ton of ways that you could make more money, but just getting very clear on that. So that's what the consult's about is understanding where they're at. Um, and then it's really developing kind of a, a, a cadence or a plan. Like some of my our clients was like, okay, based on what you want to do, hey, here, we need to create hey, a financial forecast based on like you're trying to double your business. All right. 
what exactly are you trying, what operation are you going to do? Let's see what the numbers even look like. Because what I have found for some people is they come and they say, hey, this is what I want to do. And we draw the numbers and they're like, ooh, I don't really like those numbers. I'm like, well, you probably don't want to do that. So <laughs> it's really, like I said, that free consult, let's have a conversation about what it is that you want to do. And then let's start building out kind of what that plan would look like. And that person can decide whether they still really want that or not. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I definitely, I have one other question. And Business Talk Library, you, you guys, you have a statement there uh, where you want to keep things simple, uh, break down each topic in easy, practical, tangible way, right? Like, tell us, tell, tell the audience why. Like, tell, like, what does that mean to you? Uh, again, it's, it's a nice thing to say. It's a nice thing to hear. But uh, I know if you're like Ron and I, you, there's a, a true meaning behind that. Uh, that digs a little deeper than what one can actually read on the page, and uh, uh, you know the the why behind what what that whole thing is, and and why keeping it simple and all that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for myself, what I realize is that I was surrounded by a ton of people who were trying to impress others by explaining what they knew in the most complicated terms as possible, and what would happen is. Those people would feel good about themselves, but everybody else would be like, I have no idea what they just said. And it became a big deal when I started working with, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, because I could explain something to you like we can get on and I can talk about, you know, derivative accounting and all the technical terms. But if I don't break it down in a way that, you know, what action do you need to go take based off of what I just gave you, then it's not even a benefit to you. So one of the things that we wanted to do is to make sure that we can take things, break it down so that people can go take an immediate action. And, and I guess, and I'll give an example, like I was talking with a business owner and he was saying that, Hey, a lot of people are saying, Hey, you need to improve your, you know, you need to improve your profitability on your products and stuff like that. And, People were saying that that person had no idea. So I said, OK, all right, here's what that means is what are all your products? What's the price? What does it cost you for each product? And then we need to look at which ones are the most profitable. How do you spend more time marketing the more profitable ones? And when I broke it down like that, they were like, oh, that makes more sense. I now know what to go do. And so for us, that just became a embedded mantra of if you can't hear what I say and then go take some type of action, I need to do a better job of breaking it down and making it clear. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I so much of you, what you just said, I, I exactly mic dropped that thing. Like I, I remember <laughs> that all day. And like that spoke to me tremendously. And I know there's people out there like one, I want my free thing. Uh, I, I need to connect with him. I need a plan. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So if you go over to the business talk library.com, so business talk library.com and right there on the front page, there is a ask a question um, there. Like I said, the message will come directly to um, my wife and I will we'll definitely have your contact information or you can, um, like I said, set up a free consult. We can hop on the phone and let's just understand where you are, where you're trying to go and then how we can help you get there. 
Perfect. All right, Terrell, from North Carolina, right? From Charlotte. Uh, Correct. Uh, I'll be out visiting North Carolina later this year if the if the world stays the direction it's going and we can travel, <laughs> right? Like that's the goal. Uh, but definitely uh, a pleasure to talk taxes, to talk finance, to talk business uh, with someone f- as fun as and as exciting as yourself and not wearing the suit. Cause again, <laughs> we would struggle. We would struggle to move forward with that. So super appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Terrell. Whew. All right, Ron. So, did you run out of ink on your dry erase marker, or uh, do you have a, a little bit left? Uh, a couple ideas to share with the audience. Well, I, I cheated throughout the show. I shared some, so that's my <laughs> new thing. I'm cheating as I go, so I could share more takeaways. So that's that's one. No cheating allowed. Uh, one is be relatable. Don't techno babble to prove you know what you're talking about. Like, hopefully you know what you're talking about, but don't techno babble all over people. I I call it verbal vomit on them, right? I love that because that ends up hurting you in the long run. Just that doesn't get you where you want to go. Like, just be real, relate to people. Uh, And then I said it on the show. I'm going to say it again. Find what it is you nerd out on and figure out how to come at it in a different direction. So then it's your passion and what you're super excited about doing because you're nerding out on it and you're offering it in a different, unique way and be unapologetic about it. Yeah. And and honestly, like I mean, we've talked about this before, certain things come easier to certain people, right? Like mm-hmm. graphics comes easy to you and it, you know, like, Nobody wants me to do their graphics, but at the end of the day, right? Like you were able to nerd out on it and get good at it and have fun with it. All right. And then you can share it. Right. So everybody needs to find what they can nerd out on and share. But one thing that Terrell mentioned that caught my ear was he's doing the podcast to keep his creative edge because that allows him to be creative for the people that need him to be creative when they hire him for the service, right? And so that can relate to anybody, right? Like if you're not doing something to keep your creative edge, how on earth are you gonna be able to serve your people at the highest level, whoever it is that you're serving? And uh, so that is uh, something I'm gonna steal, uh, Terrell. So if you're listening, uh, I apologize, or I'm just giving you forewarning. I am stealing that and making it my own. So, uh, but that's it. That's all we got today. I truly hope everyone learned a little bit, had a little fun. And at the end of the day, head on over to businesstalklibrary.com. Yeah, guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you tomorrow. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone's in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks and everything that you can get profits with from your 
summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.